Hey, you're listening to Celebrate Sounds. Today's episode features Sarah Jane Prince, a photographer and incredible organiser of amazing events through what she's doing with Archive Mid-North Coast. Uh, We recorded this up in her new space uh, called The Shed in Sortel with some cars going by and some birds chirping in the background. Uh, So that's what you hear if it gets a bit fuzzy. But we had an awesome chat, chatted all about creative uh, endeavours and how tricky they are and how fun they are. Uh, Yeah, you'll really enjoy this one. So uh, enjoy the show. Hey, hey, you are listening to Celebrate Sounds, a podcast celebrating the endeavours of creatives on the North Coast. Normally it's just musicians, um, but today we have a special treat, Sarah Jane Prince. And uh, you're not a musician. Well, I actually don't know. Are you a musician? No, definitely not. Definitely not. <laughs> you I, Sometimes um, like people like you, you're always at gigs, you're always like around the music scene. I just I wasn't sure. I wish I was. <laughs> I tried singing in my car. It's pretty bad. Oh, that's all right. Well, well at least you love music and you try to yeah. sing. That's my husband thing. did buy me a flute to play the other day because I played flute when I was awesome. a kid. Awesome. But yeah, I haven't. Were you, were you good at flute when you were a kid? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Is I any was kid probably good like at flute? 10 and I can't really remember. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I just remember being really bored with classical music when I was that age yep. and that's what I was learning. And it was like I'd go after school to my flute teacher's house which was freezing cold and then I'd have to put the cold metal flute up against my face and that whole experience turned me up. And (laughs) it's not like there's certain instruments like when you're learning, okay, something visceral about when you first maybe play the drums or something Mm. and you can kind of get a little beat happening and you feel good early on and the piano is a nice easy one, there's something Mm. easy. Anything that's brass or whatever, it's like, yeah. or oh, violin is one of the worst. Oh, violin, it's like kids learning violin what for the first bagpipe? time. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> I, interestingly, bagpipes. my um, I have uh, some cousins whose dad, who's obviously not on my side, he's Scottish, and they all play. Ah. Well, actually, no, they don't all play bagpipes. One of them plays bagpipes, and then the three of them play the drums. But, um, yeah, when we were kids, they would bring to Christmas the bagpipes and the snare drums and whatever, and I tried. And hilarious. it was – you have to have, like, crazy breathing oh, skills. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I randomly – I went to a Scottish school. All right. Like, but in Adelaide, and I don't know, the history of it was Scottish or something. So bagpipes were tradition. And one of the girls in my class, and she was this tiny girl, played bagpipes mm. like a boss. <laughs> Sorry. Like obscure instrument it's too, though, isn't it? Like I can't imagine being like that's what I want to do. It's just, a, I guess, it's just a military instrument, yeah. really. Like that's the only time I know is the the, the marches, and I guess yeah. I don't know, maybe <clears throat> funerals. Standing on a cliff by the seaside. <laughs> that does sound pretty. It actually, does sound pretty cool. Like if you've never, like one of those bucket list things. Like, have you ever stood on a cliff by the seaside and played the bagpipes? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, it's not um, so not, so. I'm glad we've established that um, you're not presently a musician. <laughs> Maybe in future. But you are, are a creative, are a photographer and a events manager, planner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always like to start the podcast off by just getting a little bit of information about who you are, what do you do, where are you from, what makes you tick, and obviously particularly around the creative side of life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I moved to the mid-north coast just over a year ago from Northern Rivers, but I'm originally from Adelaide and have moved around the country to different places. Um, I'm a photographer, so that kind of made things pretty easy, um, to move around with. And, 
uh, moving here last year during COVID, um, there wasn't many, I guess there wasn't many events happening. I'd moved from a place where there was a lot going on yeah. too. Um, Whereabouts in the Northern Rivers? I was in a little town called Crabs Creek, which is just north of Brunswick Hayes and Ocean okay. Shores. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I moved here, potted around my new house for a while and then thought I should organise something fun because <laughs> um, there wasn't a lot going on, a lot of gigs cancelling because yeah, of uh, restrictions. Um so, yeah, so I sort of wanted to start something that could complement my creative business, um, you know, so I could have both things going at the same time and dreamt up. Initially, I actually just wanted to open a little store that had local artists' products that they'd made and books and mm. then from there maybe have a few gigs like occasionally, but that was sort of going to be the secondary thing. Um, and I had trouble finding somewhere to rent basically that was yeah. in a good spot and yeah. um, affordable. So while I was looking for somewhere, I just started doing pop-up events, which was the Town Hall series, yeah. which we've done two of so far. Um, and it was kind of like interesting starting something like that during COVID while there was restrictions because it meant from the very get-go I had to face some challenges um, on how to afford, you know, to have a musician, have a live artist and, Get it catered and then, yeah. you know, like fitting all that into a budget. And, and the risk of, of it just being ha- having to move at any yeah, given yeah, you know, time. exactly. And so lucky that we didn't. Like I think the last one was the week before <coughs> we went into lockdown. So Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so the Town Hill series basically is, if um, I mean, you know, but um, yeah. is uh, moving through different cute old country halls in the area. I started them down towards Maxfield Way because purely because there's not a lot going on down there. Yeah. And I wanted to bring some cool, unique live music events to that area, to the Nambaka Valley. Um, so the first one we had at Worrell Creek with Tyler Nokoa. Yeah. Um, guest had, of the podcast. Guest before. of the podcast, yeah. yeah. We had Kelly Finlay from Sotel painting on stage and a little exhibition of her work. And then we had Caitlin from Bush Grazing doing all the amazing food. Um, I think we had about 35 people was what I was allowed to have. Yeah. Um, we sold out and it was a beautiful night. Yeah, I saw a video footage. Yeah. It, was, it looked fantastic, sounded great. Yeah. Food really, looked stupidly yummy. Food was so good. <laughs> and then the second one, I took a little bit, bit to plan the second one, a little bit of time, but um, that was uh, August 17th, I think. Yeah. Um, and so we had Vina Clamo from, yeah. uh, well, she's kind of from inland Port Macquarie region. Um, and she was amazing. And I just, yeah, I liked the idea of having someone that, some, from a little bit further afield, mm. you know, that was something that might be a bit different. Um, and then we had a local lady from my town, from Guy Creek, who's a sculptor and she does like these amazing clay sculptures. So yeah. she was on stage sculpting with her pieces also on display in the hall and we had the same caterer as well. Um, it was like this beautiful winter feast and yeah. Yeah, it was just really magic. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Snuck in just before Snuck in. lockdown. <laughs> yeah. I, it's uh, that whole like live art um, being created, you know, over the, the live music. Like mm. I've seen that before in churches. Where did you get like the inspiration for that? I also, think- did we talk about the name of your archive? No. I don't know. We did. No. So all that, all that was to say <laughs> that, yes, archive, archive which is. 
Archive. Okay, so Archive, actually my husband came up with a name. Great name. <laughs> we were trying to think of a name for the initial shop and I I wanted it to be like such a blend of things that, you know, um, books and art and music and kind of like you could go there and it'd be this collection of local people's things that they'd created. Yeah. Um, kind of like, I guess, so we kind of thought it's almost like a record of, of the time and the place. Totally. So like an archive, that's kind of how that came about. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, the that's the, yeah. I guess is it in a, a, well, and now it's kind of like an event. Yeah. It's company. still kind of the same idea. Like it's, it's still a collection of creative things um, just in different forms. And yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, no, I, I didn't think we, we mentioned it. We so we, we, no. we gave all <laughs> we the information. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the live art, um, I reckon I saw that once in Adelaide, but I can't, it was so long ago, I can't remember what it was, but it was definitely like a musician was playing. Yeah. And then there was quite a prolific artist painting, yep. I think. Um, yeah, along with it. And like the music and the painting just looked so amazing together. Yeah. You know, and working like with the strokes of the paintbrush with, you know, beats in the music. and I think it's like it's so inspiring. You know, one of the things about music, it's so great. It's so tangible to see it happen live and, and mm. that's a big a big part of like why you go and see um, bands rather than just listen to their mm-hmm. records because mm-hmm. it's a time and place thing. You're in the moment. You're seeing yeah. the things happen live. In a lot of other creative expressions, um, obviously there's performance, but but other creative expressions like sculpting or, or visual art, you don't get to go through that process yeah. and see someone see. do that yeah. a lot of the time. And I think then pairing the two as well as having delicious food is kind <laughs> yeah. of like um, the, all the right ingredients for yeah. a good night. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yeah, so like it's super fascinating I think. And, and what are the plans for you like – I know it's a tricky time to kind of plan, but what's what's the next sort of event looking like for you in, in your mind, even if it's not sort of um, on paper yet? Uh, like the next town hall event or yeah. just, okay, okay. The next town hall event, I actually have the location in mind. Um, it's again in that sort of region. And uh, I, even, I, I even have the visual artist locked in, but I won't say it yet. Um, but, keep us guessing. Yeah, yeah, keep you guessing. Suspense. Um, but basically live drawing um another it's similar thing yeah. really just another music i haven't picked the musician yet yeah and um, and date rough idea mm, well it was going to be the spring town hall series but i've got a lot happening with the new space yes. at the moment so it's probably going to be more like summer especially with all the covid stuff it's yeah making totally. it hard. we're, we're um, just getting back slightly back in this area to kind of doing yeah, things again so yeah a bit touch yeah. and go I do have – so um, Archive has a new space, which is great. Mm. Um, Tell us about that. So we have a shared space with a couple of other people. So um, Alice, who's a florist called You Floreal, has an uh, industrial shed in Tormina, just, just near Sawtell. Um, and she wanted to share this beautiful space with some other people. So we've got uh, Narelle, who does beautiful yoga lessons in here. And then Alice with the flowers and then me, um, which is cool because it's a big, big-ish warehouse. <laughs> it's, inc- it's incredible. When I it's, came in, I'm like, this yeah. is just such a good space. For, like I haven't been to your town um, hall series. I'm usually working, sorry. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, this kind of like I came in, I was like, oh, this looks like it would suit the vibe pretty well. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. 
I really like the idea of having little plants and flowers yeah, along with a bit rustic and, and yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so obviously the capacity is not huge at the moment, but it's enough to be able to run some really intimate gigs, which yeah. is actually what I kind of wanted to begin with with the Town Hall series, but I had to expand the tickets a little to be able to afford everything. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so I have started, well, we were about to start an intimate live music series here called Up Close and Personal. Yeah. Um, the first one sold out already. It's on first of October um, with Mick. She's from Pop Macquarie yep. as well. Awesome. And it's going to be twenty max guests. Super intimate, really cozy vibes. Candles, BYO, um, some probably some nice like cheese platters and stuff for sale, yeah. and just like a really warming, lovely night where you really are immersed with the music and you know a bit of storytelling about the stories behind the songwriting and um, just that really almost like a one-on-one but with, you know, with 20, 20 on one. <laughs> I think, it, well, I think it's awesome. Like, and particularly for the artists too because, like, I am a primarily, like I primarily do mostly covers and I try and do original songs at every gig and, and then try and do original gigs every now and then. But one of the things, um, thank you, one of the things that is interesting about that aspect of what I do is that a lot of the time you're there just to entertain and not really, you're not really connecting. Yeah, yeah. You're not interacting and we, we try to do it, yeah. but it's not exactly the same as someone coming and, and seeing, and I've, you know, I've told this story before, but it's like, I remember at Winterfest um, a few years ago we played and we had a, a, an awesome um, audience of around 120 at um, Saw Salvage mm. and because I was so used to just being background music and not engaging and telling people about my songs and stuff, I had no idea what to do. So, <laughs> so at the end, like end of every song, I was like, oh, the weather's great, isn't it? It's just <laughs> great day, yeah, let's play another song. Um, and something like this is is so nice because, like, you can have that experience and I think experience is a huge thing for the artists, not only for the for the people coming but for the artists to have that intimate setting where yeah. it's like, all right, it's pretty raw, yeah. it's pretty like there's there's no place to hide but it's so good for you and uh, and it's totally different to even the pub gigs and stuff oh, that you play around the place. So I, I yeah. totally it's am of, behind that vibe. It's sort of like too small and intimate a space and size of audience for anyone to be like talking amongst themselves through yes, the music, you know, everyone's exactly. really connected and engaged, yep. um, which is, yeah, awesome. Well, I think it's something that like doesn't happen enough. Yeah. Um, so many times, like even when I've gone and seen bands, like you, you're, you're out, you're doing a social thing. And so there is this aspect of like, you want to, you want to chat, but, yeah. but also like you want to pay, respect to the person performing it a lot of the time and and let them know that you're kind of interacting with them. So Yeah, well, this is going to be like shorter than typical sets. It's going to be, I think, two half an hour sets. So because I was aware of, you know, people can usually kind of wander off and stuff during a set if they need to. So there'll be a nice break in the middle where everyone can hang out and have some drinks and chat. How much thought do you kind of put into a concept like this and and what like – uh, how, am I, how am I saying this wrong? <laughs> like what's going through your mind when you're thinking about, okay, like, okay, you just mentioned set times, for example. Like are you thinking um, how are people going to react? Like are you sort of just meticulously going through all the different details when you uh, put through an event or are you sort of just like this is a concept and this is roughly yeah, a Yeah, pretty much yeah, the okay. concept, see what works. And then for the first time I feel like I need to change something the second time around. 
or the next time around. And what? Just adjust. And, and like, what's your sort of ethic behind that? Like, do you have uh, a thing where you're like, that didn't work? Why do you sort of. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. I, and I did actually, the last event, I sent out some um, little post event uh, surveys yep. to see what people. Oh, cool. You know, just in case anyone had any feedback, but they were too nervous to say it to my face <laughs> on the night. <laughs> How'd you go? Did you get some good stuff? It was pretty good, actually. I got really good responses. I didn't really get too many um, people saying that anything negative. Um, my friend who only eats meat came, so he, he said, more meat next time because it was a vegetarian <laughs> buffet. But anyway. When you say only meat eats meat. He, he only eats meat. <laughs> I'm not sure what the diet is called. But. Yeah. I mean, the only person I've ever heard of doing that was Jordan Peterson. And apparently he, um, so I don't know if he listens to him, but apparently, actually and Joe Rogan, yeah. they have these like crazy times with it. Apparently all they eat is protein. I'm like, I don't he, know how you would do he, it. He, it's something dietary. Like he's right. excited to be full of it. I'm Virgo, so it's funny to me. Yeah, that is pretty funny. Uh, All opposites. He invited me around for dinner the other day. I was like, uh, how's how's this? this, Yeah, fully. What are we going to eat? Well, yeah, that's that's interesting. And I do, like, at the town hall events, I I mean, I went around and I talked to a lot of people in the night because I was wanting to check in and make sure that everyone was having having a good good time. time. Because you just, you know. Oh, it's your event. It's you, like your yeah. little baby, like something yeah. that you're, you're creating and it's part of you. Like that's the whole thing. Yeah, you want to be a good host. Absolutely. Everyone's comfy. One thing that I know from doing a lot of weddings and parties and corporate things over the years is that like essentially if you, you're doing something and you're hosting and you've got guests, mm-hmm. keep them well-fed, well-watered and well-entertained. Yeah. And I think like with the bush grazing, with the, the, the visual art and obviously the music and it's BYI so they can keep themselves. Yes. You know, it's, yeah. like, it's pretty much a, a no-brainer it's, and a, it's a good combo. And last time this, this local guy came and I felt so bad because we had been fully booked and – you know, pretty strict on yeah, spacing, and he and he's like, "Oh, this is my local hall. There hasn't been a gig here in six years." Wow! And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I want to let you in." Anyway, he ended up sitting outside, and we left the doors open, and he just brought his deck chair and he brought his fire pit and just lit up a little fire. <laughs> and so, in the break, <laughs> yes. when everyone had food, everyone went outside, and then suddenly we were just having this bonfire with this guy. That's the hilarious! Best. I was like, thank you for bringing that extra element to the night. So so warmth as well, warmth, a, yeah. an area, yeah. Well, I suppose it was it in winter when you did. Was that the yeah, oh, yeah? It was kind of yeah, pretty, pretty cold. cold. Yeah, it was actually really cold. <laughs> well, I suppose if he can't come in, he can't heat himself outside. Yeah. He just brings oh, his little fire. It was pit. a legend, and then he, and then he brought his little dog, and then the dog was like wandering up and down the aisles in the ten second set. Totally, <laughs> just like just out. organic. That's awesome. So a little bit. Obviously, we've covered a little bit of archive and, mm. and your creative expression that way. What about photography? Like, how did you get into that? And take yeah. us a little bit on a journey. On a journey. Okay. So, I finished school and got pushed to go to uni straight away, really. That was sort of the the thing to do where I went to school. Yeah. <laughs> um, I actually did events management at uni. Um, well, along that vein, it was called sport and recreation management, and I focused on events management. Nice. Um, so that's kind of funny. It's come back into play years later. Um, but I just wasn't interested in getting a job in any of those <laughs> areas in Adelaide, like a corporate kind of, it yeah. just wasn't for me and big events really, I find them super stressful. Yeah, totally. Um, and I'm not that kind of person that's like pushy and can walk around with like a headset and be like, right, you're over there. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, so then I just 
floated around <laughs> doing nothing for a while. And I really, really wanted to do photography. And I actually wanted to do it through growing up, but has sort of been talked out of it um, by a few people, I guess. Some people think creative job won't get you anywhere. <laughs> um, but yep. my sister was the one that pushed me to get back into it and she bought me a little crash course and it kind of awakened the love for it. And then I ended up studying Diploma of Photo Imaging at the Centre for Creative Photography in Adelaide, which is a really great school and um, you start off shooting film, like that's the requirement. So you shoot film, you learn how to really take photos without yeah. looking at the back of your camera. You process the film yourself, you develop it in a dark room and you really get to know your camera. The process. And light, well. like being yeah. able to just look at light and know what it's going to come out like, um, which is such valuable knowledge. Yeah. Um, and then I, yeah, I just fell in love. I was obsessed. Like I would go into the dark room on a Saturday morning and not come out till four o'clock and like, wow. I wouldn't have eaten and I was just like <laughs> obsessed with it. So I did a lot of um, film. My early photography was a lot of film work and um, my sister and I, because she's an artist too, uh, would do a lot of, we did a lot of exhibitions around Adelaide, uh, particularly during the Fringe Festival. Yeah. Um, quite heavily into the art scene there. And then eventually I finished my degree and realised I needed to find work. Yeah. And the school offered me a teacher's assistant job, so I was doing that for a bit. Um, and then started shooting things like boring things to shoot, like going to fancy parties and taking photos for the newspaper, which it's fine, but it wasn't really what I was into. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, like it was quite a posh scene, some of the stuff that yeah. was throwing me into, which wasn't very me. And then did a couple of weddings and we're like, weddings are actually really fun. Like weddings, everyone's having a great time. You know, people are generally happy and expecting to be photographed. So I really liked that for a while. Um, So I did weddings all the way through living in Adelaide, up in North Queensland. We lived near Port Douglas. I did weddings up there. And then I just got completely over the, like, not over them. I'd still do weddings and, and they're beautiful to photograph, but it's quite, an overwhelming job. It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's quite demanding, demanding for the day. Yeah. yeah, and especially if you're like fitting two in on one weekend. Yeah. And um, I found that to get back to the real style that I had when I shot film for myself was by doing portraits and being able to dictate where and when and, you know, what kind of light I wanted to shoot in. So I'd say like yeah. this time of day, this place. Um, whereas weddings you sort of get given, you know, yeah, a, time a brief and, place and, and yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I just had to like retrain myself because I found that I'd started photographing for what I thought people wanted and what they wanted they wanted the photos to look like rather than what I truly wanted it to look like. Yeah. So um, it was really good moving to Northern Rivers actually. That, that really helped me get back into that creative flow and I started doing a lot of maternity work um, but really, really natural beautiful like playing with beautiful natural light and yeah. um out in amazing natural spots and- i just want to touch on like what you said there because i feel like it's uh, you know you you mentioned two things one was that like like a creative profession a lot of people don't have respect for that you mm. know it's like there's no real money in it whatever a lot of the time they don't understand that a lot of creative people aren't motivated by money yeah. um <laughs> but but in saying that you do have to have money to buy gear and yeah. fix gear and yeah. travel to your gigs and that sort of thing. And so obviously with f- photography, uh, the wedding stuff, and they're like these side jobs that mm-hmm. 
often become the main event for a little yeah. while. And it's the same as like music. music. It might be cover yeah. work or whatever and you're like, I want to do original stuff but like this is paying the bills. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned also about how you were doing what they wanted rather than mm. what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And like take us through, like for me, I, I know that I've been through that all up and down, up and down. Like I want to do my thing and then sometimes that doesn't work in certain yeah. avenues so you're like, oh, I'll go back to what they want. Like. As a creative, like you're always trying to find this happy medium between something that can get you by um, and something that you really want to do, like the way that you want to shoot, for example, you know, the maternity, something that's more natural, more Mm -hmm. organic. How do you juggle that? How have you juggled that? Okay, so I I went from – I used to ask clients to send me photos they liked and not necessarily off my portfolio. So they ended up sending me things – from other photographers that they pretty much wanted to replicate. Yeah. And it might be like my style is quite sort of moody and dark. Um, and I would get sent like really bright, light, airy pictures of, you know, a pose that I would consider to be maybe like cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> and I sort of, so I was, that was the first thing I think I cut out that. And then it was basically a process of um, me taken off all that stuff off my Instagram that I didn't feel was like true to my style. Yeah. Redoing my website with the portfolio that, yeah, rebranding like the portfolio of stuff that I really loved to shoot and, and my style and like just putting it out there a lot until that was actually what, why people were booking me was because they wanted someone to do that stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know, and now I get people, the inquiries that come through are people that are like, Oh, we found your work and, that, That's what we that want. That yeah. what we were looking for. How nice is that? It's so nice. It's awesome. It's it's such a great feeling. Um, and actually, it was it was a musician that helped me get onto this path. It was I was shooting a wedding in Northern Rivers and the muso that was playing, and I got chatting about mm. creative work, and then I offered to take some photos of him, and that sort of started off that, that portraiture again. So then I did actually do a lot of music photography. Yeah, nice. Um, yeah. It's so nice though. Like I, it is one of those struggles that, and every creative has it. Like I know so many photographers who are doing weddings because it pays the bills and it is, it is kind of a hard, like if you you can have your niche and all that sort of stuff, but like just maintaining that sort of income Mm -hmm. and, and the same as musicians, like musicians who want to do original stuff more, but go, I can't really say no to these gigs. Like, yeah. And so the juggle's always quite interesting. I think there's probably so many creatives who have that a similar story and you get to a point where you're like, all right, this is not filling my cup up enough. Yeah. I need to kind of adjust. And yeah. I think, yeah, that journey's also quite like illuminating yeah. too, I think. Yeah. And I do, like I do take on wedding work now, but I, I really find it's important to um, to let the client know that this is my style. Yes. And also that I click really well with them and that it's not going to be, I'm not good at like big traditional weddings I feel really overwhelmed yeah, <laughs> and I lose like that creativity a bit um so the weddings I've been taking are you know beautiful small weddings out in nature or something in a yeah. really nice spot or backyard wedding or something like that it's kind of nice I think um like in, in a similar way like I'm in a band it's a cover band and even though it's a, it is a cover band it's not exactly what I want to be doing we're called mm-hmm. the funk thieves and so when people book us and they say oh can you play chisel or can you play this this is classic rock I'm like Mate, the name kind of gives you an idea of what we do. Like, and we're already, I already feel like we're selling out. So just, just be happy that we're playing covers, you know. Like, and it's so nice when people, like you were saying before, people find your work and yeah. go, this is the style that we want. Yeah. Um, that's it. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
continue on with your your journey. It's fascinating. Sorry, you did a little segue. Oh, there. No, where were yeah, we up to? Okay. Northern uh, rivers. Northern I think rivers. That was pretty much where we've gotten to now. Like I. So because that mean, was your last uh, address. That's my last here, address. Right? Yeah, yeah, it is always the only thing is like it's tricky when it, whenever you move to a new place, especially because they're quite far apart. The places I've lived, you lose you know you lose your old clientele a little bit. Yeah. Unless I mean I do still travel. If, as much as I can back to the places I lived and still get work, but um, you have to really reestablish and get that word of mouth going. How do you how do you do that? Um, Lots of events, I guess. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just networking and you know you do one shoot and then they share your work and it's so handy. Like I find social media to be such an amazing tool for that. I've had so much work come through from one lady I photographed here who's a wow. dollar and she's got quite a good following and um, yeah, like just Instagram sharing and that sort of thing really helps yeah. for Im- imagery. Like it's perfect for photographers. Really. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I feel <laughs> yeah. like yeah, it's one of those things like music as well to an extent, but certainly for photography, like someone can just share a story mm. straight away and you're like, Oh, I love that. Yeah. People click on your profile, follow you yeah. kind of make that connection quite early, which mm-hmm. is good. And you know, social media is one of these like quite polarizing things where yeah. there's so much, good about it and there's so many kind of risks and oh, also stuff no. that we don't kind of know about or like particularly I'm I'm more interested in like my children for example they're just starting to get to that age where they're using devices and that sort of thing and like how that's all going to affect them yeah. as they grow up but you're exactly right like as a tool as a tool it's good yeah you, and and where can people find you like you're on um, Insta on Insta or on Facebook so yeah. my Insta is Sarah Jane Prince photographer um and I've got archive on there archive mid north coast um, and both on Facebook, I've also got a website for my photography too. So, which yeah. is sarahjaneprince.com. <laughs> nice and easy. And we'll re- <laughs> re- re- reiterate that toward the end because it yeah. is nice. Like, you know, this is on Triple B and 2NBR. So, like, people are listening in mm-hmm. and if, if they want to get some work done or yeah. even just check out your work, like, yeah, yeah. it's always nice to connect the face to the name and the social media account. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, it's good. To, and my name's spelled funny. So, <laughs> you want to spell it out quickly? I, it's, I, it's Sarah with no H. Ah, yes. And it's Jane with a Y. I didn't even. Sometimes I must <laughs> just like be skipping over that. I didn't. I guess I don't even find that really that weird. It's not that weird. No, it's no. just not. Some the, people not would. the norm. Yes. Fair <laughs> um, so you know, as far as like your space here, we're mm-hmm. in a, a, a beautiful location. It's called the Shed. Um, and you were talking about before you were doing the what was it called? Up and close. Up close and personal. Yeah, yeah. How how often are you going to sort of aim to do gigs? Let's say, hypothetically, hypothetically. we're allowed. Okay, yeah, just, hypothetically just we're starting. allowed. I would love to do those gigs every fortnight. Mm. So it's a regular thing. Awesome. You know, it's not got a huge price ticket on it. And, yep. and it's BYO so people can come and bring a bottle of wine and have a lovely night. Do you have a specific kind of um, – all right. Let me let me paint a picture for you. There was a, a venue in Bellingen. Uh, it was called the Cool Creek Cafe. It's the old number five Church Street. Mm. And um, Annie Arnold um, ran it. And whenever there was a gig there, it was awesome because not that you probably would have this problem here, but it was a little bit bigger and, and oh, maybe they could fit some more people. And they would she would get up at the start of the gig and go like, all right, this is, the, this is the Cool Creek Cafe. We're a music venue and this is the ethic. When the musician's playing, we don't get up. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, if you got to go to the toilet or whatever, like that's probably <laughs> hold on. <laughs> yeah, that's probably. But it was it was really good. It was like yeah. okay, setting the expectations. People know what to expect. 
we respect the, the art. We're here to see the art. Yeah. Um, we're not eating. We're not talking. Mm-hmm. You do dinner and you do all that first. Then we have the show. Yeah. And there'll be, like you said, there'll be a break. Um, are you going to sort of do that or did, hmm. have you done that at the I at haven't really done that because people have t- tended to sort of feel that that's the vibe. Yeah. Um, and I imagine it'll be the same as this one because of the way I've advertised it. And I, I suppose, I would, yeah, it's in the name, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> I, I maybe would do a little intro. And often, like I – when when I greet people at the door at the town hall series, I kind of give them a little spiel about what's going to happen yeah. too. So um, also because I am not good at public speaking. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so individually, that's probably individually, a lot better. Yeah. I did get up at the last event at the end only to put my music on a playlist. Oh. And then everyone was looking at me and I was like, oh, what are you say? right, they're expecting a speech. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> you need that's where you need Bluetooth. I just from the distance. Yeah, I just was like, I realised that she didn't have my um, code to put the. <laughs> so you had to get yeah <laughs> to get up right. and and anyway it was fine. Apparently I I was like oh that was terrible but everyone said it was fine. You're um, always your own worst critic though. Yeah 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 yeah. Um, but no, I I do like the idea of doing a little intro- introduction. Um, but I do think people would kind of get that just coming to this. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess when there's only 20 people, it kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the other thing I didn't tell you earlier is that we're going to also be doing creative workshops here. So it's not only going to be music gigs, but also a whole range of like vi- visual arts, visual arts, stuff. and all, yeah. a lot of things. Like I really like the idea of doing botanical themed workshops because of. It's, yeah, yeah. It is a florist as well. So, um, so like making like sort of bouquet sort of stuff um, or yeah, in, decorations yeah, or to like, begin with and then also um, like art that's focused on nature or um, I've got a couple of people lined up to do like a botanical apothecary kind of thing here where we make like Can you explain what apothecary <laughs> is? <laughs> so they are going to come in and make. And teach everyone to make their own like skincare products. Oh, cool! From natural ingredients. Is that what a, and, a, a, and how do you say it? Apothecary. I That's don't know. Such a I, fancy I, word. I like that word. That's why I said it. And <laughs> he apothecariously. That's kind. Of, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I don't but know cool word. <laughs> I it love that great, word. There was a bar in Adelaide called the Apothecary, and it was ah. cool. It was like an old, old building, and they had old, old bottles. Yeah, you know? it, it sounds like something historical, but yeah. also like a little bit secretive. Well, because isn't apothecary. it apothecary like a? Um, it was like an old, almost like a chemist where you would they would mix things up. Kind of sounds so, like that. Yeah, 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 like mix up, you know, tinctures or yeah things. I like for your it. Health. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's cool. And like, so what other other kind of stuff are you planning on? Uh, so yeah, so we'll have a few workshops, or we'll have workshops regularly, and they'll be rotating. Um, to give people because smallish numbers like ten or twelve yeah. participants, so um, there'll be like drawing workshops. There's a watercolor one lined up. There's um, the skincare. There's hopefully some weaving mm. as well. And um, How about cooking, cooking. Oh, I don't know if it's the right. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If we space can space that in here, but I was just thinking. I was thinking because you were rattling off all those things. I was like, they're also awesome and creative, and mm-hmm. obviously centered around like part of like what your ethic is in, mm. in providing a space that's like obviously has creative um expression and then i think how creative like food can be mm. but yeah you're probably right yeah but the fun <laughs> thing is like it'll just keep growing and changing and i'll keep coming up with new ideas i'm not putting pressure on myself to be like this is everything we have planned rather than like i've got a yeah. few things planned and i'll keep working and yeah. building on it 
Um, I'm also going to have a little shop area in here, which is going to have uh, some local art for sale and books and ceramics. And then I am eventually going to do this. There's a long wall. I'm just pointing it out to Josh, I see, <laughs> which I see is going to be um, an exhibition space. Nice. So we're going to have art exhibitions up here as well. Yeah. I am actually, as you're talking about that, I'm actually kind of like just sort of imagining it. And mm. I actually reckon it's such a great idea. Yeah. Not that you needed my approval. It was <laughs> well, already, thank you. It, it was already a good idea. But I'm like, as you're, as you're kind of talking, I'm like, yes, yes, this is good. Because it's, yeah. you know, there aren't, too, okay, like to paint a picture, like with music and particularly playing live, a lot of the time you have to go to a pub. Mm. And that's great pubs and clubs they give me loads of work i love them for that but also there's a lot of people that don't that's not their their space to go and experience music Mm -hmm. and and there aren't always a lot of other options yeah and that's just music obviously you know you've got the whole kind of gamut with like other other creative expressions but it is kind of nice i feel like we need more places like this and and Mm. trying to do the kind of thing that you're doing because yeah, you're exactly right. Like, okay, so for example, Liberty Providors is an excellent, um, mm. excellent spot because it's beautiful, sunny food, awesome yes. place to to go and listen to music in the morning. Yeah, and a lot of people you you'll have a totally different crew there to what you would have at the the Federal Hotel yeah. or whatever. So I feel like yeah, opening up more places like this yep. where where music can be a bit more immersive. It's mm-hmm. not just like let's go and just immersive. Drink and, That's yeah. the word I was trying to think of earlier. Yes, it's a good word. <laughs> Good, good work. Good yeah. word. Good because, word. like, I don't know, you, you, you're going to experience things. You want to try and, like, experience them to their fullest. Yeah. Um, I pretty much was like, what do I love to do? Okay, I'm going to start running things <laughs> of the things I love and hopefully other people will share that interest. And Well, so I mean, by the sounds of it, yeah, yeah, by the sounds of it so far, it's, it's going really well. And given that your next event's already sold out, mm. pe- people are kind of in tune for that. Yeah. And so is all your stuff's going to be advertised on archive is that like where is it if if i was to say on this podcast like where's the one place to go to for your events yep is that that's the spot on the socials yeah we don't have a website yet um but if you can follow us on socials um on facebook instagram it's archive.midnorthcoast um and i'll put it in the show notes as well because people can log on and see and then i'll have i I also do a lot of like just print posters and put them up around and i found that that like it's Old great because you get yeah, and you get people that don't <laughs> know about you on social media, or they, maybe don't even yeah. have it. And like at the last town hall series, I was working, walking around asking people how they found it, and a lot of people were like, "We saw your flyer outside Pathfire," or you know. So it does help. Kind of interesting, like going back to that because I remember before social media when we started in bands, and it's like you had to go to Coffs and Yuranga and Bella if you had a gig any, and and, uh, and all the spots when you put like three or four posters <laughs> up, and and you kind of I don't know I thought that was just a, a thing that doesn't happen anymore, but no, you're probably right. So many people not on social totally media. Happens. I check those boards. Yeah, do you? <laughs> I probably oh actually I do. I do. Usually the community notice boards I, I yeah. check. And if I see posters, I, I, I normally just check out and see what they're doing and who they are. But um, I, I don't think a lot of – maybe I'm just completely wrong. I didn't think people used to listen to um, radio as much nowadays, but I think people still do. Yeah. Some old sort of like nostalgic yep. ways of in, getting information and, and whatever. I'm a bit into the nostalgia. Well, hence the name archive, <laughs> yeah. right? It's kind of it kind of sums that up pretty well. Yeah. 
Like I tried to use Google Calendar and I was just like, no, it needs to be a pen and paper. <laughs> I'm a little bit old school. I, I feel like I'm like somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. Like, like I journal mm. and I write a lot, but then sometimes I'm like, if I don't have this in my phone, yeah. I need to. So, like, yeah, it's a little, a little bit, bit of both. Bit of both, yeah, yeah, yeah. the same. But I did break my phone the other day and lose heaps of stuff. <laughs> oh, that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're getting close to the end of our time. It's been awesome chatting and checking out your new space. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the next little while looking like for you? You've, we've kind of talked about it a little bit, yeah. obviously, but, um, yeah, just kind of give us a sense of what the next six months may be looking like for Ar- Archive. Yeah, so the regular gigs I'm hoping to do and to bring people in from also maybe even Northern Rivers yeah. just to mix it up. Nice. Um, and, yeah, rotating workshops, have a little – have start the art exhibitions. I really want yeah. to get that going. And – the thing that I've found with this business is that I haven't been able to predict really at all and I, I kind of like that. And at the moment it's so hard to plan, as we said, with yeah. COVID to know what's going to happen in the future. So I've just been letting it sort of take its own path and grow and change with the climate. And you know, yeah. I suppose there's nothing the else you can do. Hey? Yeah. It's like you're just adjusting, constantly so, adjusting. So we've got tons of awesome plans for this place for summer, but it'll just be a matter of whether we're allowed to, you know, capacities and numbers and, and, numbers sort of and things yeah, like that. For sure. but, um, yeah. So. Um, nice. Well, at the end of each episode, I like to um, ask uh, a few little lighthearted questions. Mm-hmm. Just got to find it now. Um, Maybe I'll do a, a flute concert in six months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jazz flute. I dabble. Um, yeah, you should. You should. Have you played it yet? I mean, I tried to re-familiarise myself with, like, the notes, but that's about as far as I got. I need to cool. get lessons, jazz flute lessons. Yeah. Uh, who does jazz flute? I wonder if – I'm pretty sure Pablo Blitzer does lessons. Do you know Pablo? No, but I've, I've got a friend that does them as well. Yeah. Well, there you go. You'll yeah. be fine. Um, all right. First one, it's just like the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Um, and the first one's nice and easy. It doesn't have to be your absolute favourite, but your favourite movie, the first thing that comes to mind. Empire Records. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Liv Tyler. Yeah. Yes, I haven't seen that for years. That came out fast. Yeah. yeah. That's a great movie. I might have to go and revisit that one. <laughs> All right. One cherished belief that you have and why. Oh, that one's tricky. A cherished belief. Or just a, an ideal or something like that? Um, okay. Uh, I'll keep it to the art sort of world. Yes. Um, that art can't really be defined as such. Like any anyone can make it and yep. anything could be really considered to be art. Totally. I think I got scarred from my year 12 art teacher who told me photography was art. <laughs> Coming from an art teacher. I know. Yeah, she's a bit old-fashioned. Yeah. That's funny. It, it is. It's so true. I think that's a, a really good – and, uh, like, I love asking these questions because I always get something different. But, yeah, it is. Art can be anything. It's just yeah. expression, right? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. expression. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I love that. All right. One thing you love about creating oh, – so usually it's creating mm. music, but okay. in your case, creating Yeah, creating I love 
being able to dream up something. Like I do it sometimes with photo shoots. I'll like have a vision in my head of what I want to create and it's fun trying to make that happen but also failing to make it happen but then resulting in something else awesome. Yes, happy accidents. Yeah, and it's almost like this. Like this was supposed to be a shop and now it's turned into this awesome like gig, you know, music gigs and all this other stuff. Well, kind of like what you're saying, like just rolling with it and and sort of adjusting when you need to and and reimagining. I I think that's the whole thing. Like it's a bit of a journey being an artist, creating art. It's all about kind of the ebbs and flows I Mm -hmm. think a lot of the time too. Um, Normally the last thing I ask is where can people find you, but I think we've established that pretty pretty well in the podcast. (laughs) So um, that was an absolutely delightful chat. Thank you. you And, uh, yeah, we'll get this out very soon and put all the stuff in the show notes. And thanks for hanging out. Thank you. Thanks. (laughs) 